welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Misha Davey and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, it's the one and only Christelle. Why the big intro for yourself? Why the one and only? Because there's only one me. <laughs> I was just I feel like I need facts. to restart with like a more grandiose oh, here here, here title for myself. Let's start again, one, two, three. Just be, Hello, just welcome be to happy. the Let's Talk Autism, <laughs> Autism podcast. Be happy with who you are. The number one, the poet extraordinaire, the radio extraordinaire, the teacher extraordinaire, the best friend extraordinaire, Michelle Davy, and this is my co-host. Oh, it's Christelle. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, hi everyone. <laughs> it's Christelle, the one and only. Hope what you're are you all well. out there? And I'm, I'm having a um, what's it called? Uh, caramel. Christelle's frat. come. Christelle's come to the party with some big, lovely looking iced coffee there. Mm. Where's my Chris? Uh, this is the question. Hmm? I'm on the old, the carrot on juice ice. underwater over here. It's on, it's on ice. It has been hot, hasn't it, Christelle? Have you been coping in the heat? Well, I've been trying not to go out <laughs> because okay. I'm trying to stay indoors. My fans are on, so you already know the electricity bill is going through the roof this month. But no. I love this kind of weather. I cannot complain. I prefer it to winter. Do you really? Because so, we was we were playing like a would you rather game with my class this week. Mm-hmm. It was like, would you rather always live in a hot country or always live in a cold country? And quite and what a lot of them, result? what lot of them said cold? Probably because we were oh. absolutely sweating at that moment in class. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them said cold because they said, actually, Miss, because we had to give reasons. It was like a reasoning thing. They said, mm-hmm. if you're hot, you can only take off so much. And then you can't get cold. But if you're cold, you can always add layers, more heat, and there's like ways of adjusting yourself to it. Um, I understand it, but I'm no fun in the cold. No. See, no. I don't mind the cold because then I can hide under big jumpers and that. No, I literally, you know, you know when it's like. cold, I cannot function properly. Like, that's the only time people are like, people are like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't stand the cold. So, and here we are again, talking about the weather. We Should love we get the on with weather. the podcast? We should get on the podcast because I'm really excited. We're going to welcome back Tammy. If you remember, Tammy come on and she was talking to us about ADHD being diagnosed as an adult. But also right. Tammy reached out to us um, recently when we put up um, about any other shows and she's going to come and talk to us about ARFIDs. Now, Chris, do you remember what ARFIDs is? I, we done that a long time ago. I, I love that. I just slipped straight into teacher mode there and be like, yeah. <laughs> Hands yes, Miss Davies. Who would like to tell me? <laughs> Pick me. I think it's the back with, there. With food, yeah. When people don't eat that much, but they eat maybe certain foods. Yeah, that's it. It was like a restrictive yeah. thing, wasn't it? Do you remember we yeah. spoke to Sia and her son only ate Derry Dunkers? Derry Dunkers, yeah. Yeah. I all do you know what? Every time I pick up Derry Dunkers in the always do with Sia. And I said that to yeah. her. I love Sia. She's definitely Sia, if you're listening, you've got to come back on. She will be Well, this is I was it. just about to say, could it be that Tammy's coming back on because you just invite every single guest back onto the show? Yeah, I, I think do. so. I, I love so. it. But if you are listening and you've never been on the show, then please come on. We are a big welcoming family on Let's Talk Autism. And we would love to have you on. But let's get Tammy on because you've been waiting for ages because Christelle was late as usual. Right, off we go. Do you believe let's her? Tammy. Do you believe her? <laughs> and welcoming back on to the Let's Talk Autism and Additional Needs podcast, we have got Tammy. Hi, Hi. Tammy. How are you, Tammy? I'm good, thank you. How are you? 
Well, good, good. I'm so glad that you've come on to speak to us about this today. So you have come on to speak to us about ARFIDs. So we're super excited about that. So tell us a little bit, because previously you came on, didn't you, to talk to us about your daughter who's autistic and yourself, who you've been diagnosed, ADHD. And that was a fantastic episode. But now you're going to talk to us a little bit (laughs) about ARFID. So we we know a little bit about this, don't we, Chris, from one of our previous guests. We're going to open the floor to you because you are an adult (laughs) with ARFID and we want to know all about it. So Mm. it's over to you. Okay, so um, it's... It stands for avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. So a lot of people think that an eating disorder is basically about the weight and the body image. And when it comes to this, it is not about that at all. Weight and body does not come into this. It is about like anxiety, fears, textures, sensory wise. There's a few other things of it. So um, the main common reasons for this is someone's sensitive to taste, smell, texture, and even the appearance of food. So if you can imagine it, I've seen a quote before that said that your tongue can feel what something can feel like, basically, without even touching it. And I pictured something in my mind, and I could feel like bumps and stuff. And it was like, oh, that's actually quite, quite true. And that's what that's where it comes to like the texture, you don't have to have it on your tongue to know that you're not gonna really like it you've also got the distress and experience side of it so a lot of children have problems with vomiting choking and a lot of kids after experience like that they tend to avoid them certain foods yeah same as adults as well that becomes fear and anxiety especially trying new foods after that experience with me I've always been like sensory kind of person so the smell, the texture, like I used to love chicken when I was younger, but I cannot have it now because it smells and tastes like metal. So would you say, is it hard for you to try out new foods or do you tend to stick to the foods that you trust? I stick to the foods that I trust because another one of my problems is allergic reactions. So I have random allergic reactions where I could be fine with food one minute and the next thing I can come out swollen, have rash stop choking like I, I've been eating pizza most of my life and I had a allergic reaction to some pizza on the weekend you've got that experience alongside it as well as the allergy side of it where it does put you off trying new food so you stick to the ones that you know and it's more like you will people call us picky eaters and comfort food kind of eaters. we stick to our comfort foods because we know what's in them so when going out to like restaurants and stuff a lot of people just stick to their one order because they know they're good with that order they enjoy that order they're not comfortable trying a different order in case it's going to be too spicy or too hot do you know with that if you're sticking to the same maybe food for example I love calamari so everywhere I go I'm always ordering calamari but in every restaurant obviously it's different isn't it so is there some restaurants that you've gone to that you're like oh I'm not ordering it from this one It's, it's horrible and then you've got like your favorite spots yeah, because we yeah, had that, you, didn't we? That was about the packaging, wasn't it? The uh, Sia that we spoke to, her son mm, said, like, it's a different... Brand she, loyal, she said different, it. Yeah, like, brand or anything, then that was, like, yeah. complete, you know, this is not the thing to be doing. Yeah, you stick to the same brands, and a lot of people stick to the same restaurants or takeaway foods, anywhere that they know that they're going to get what they prefer, basically, and what they feel comfortable eating. Take us back, Tammy, to when you was a kid. So when you was a child... 
was was this like a you know a thing for you then did you have like anxiety around food and you know these safe foods even as a child yeah I did it's always been stuff like pasta salads and pizzas for me I've always been like my comfort food to go to but when I was younger I had a nan who um she was a cook for a school and she did homemade meals and after her passing my mum did a lot of frozen meals and having them same meals and being forced to eat them meals even when you don't like them can really put you off trying food little miss she's exactly the same as me she's got a comfort foods but she's a very healthy child she loves her fruit she loves her veg she has issues with meat you know eat pasties now and again a sausage but she mainly likes um like cocktail sausages and another thing as well is temperature a lot of kids struggle with temperature so little miss she will not eat her food while it's hot she's got to wait for it to go stone cold and then she's able to eat it so there's that side of it as well it's the temperature side how about you are you like that Temi, with the temperatures yeah if my folk if my food goes stone cold I can't eat it I can't even let eat like leftover meals or pre-made meals because they're not the same the texture is not the same the taste is not the same so I could do pre-made meals for my husband not a problem but I can't have them myself yeah what if you reheat is it not the same mm, no no <laughs> she's like no no <laughs> no, well, no. no 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 even just thinking that just turns me numb. <laughs> yeah sorry (laughs) so have you got a diagnosis of this Tammy like how do people go is it do you know like a bit like PTA and it's diagnosed in certain places and certain things are diagnosed in certain places is ARFIDS like a known thing to be diagnosed everywhere the diagnosis for this is in basically you know when your child's going for like um an autism diagnosis ADHD diagnosis you can get them diagnosed with that it is in the criteria it just needs to be pointed out now with me I've got my mental health team keeping an eye on me because of my medication but as I said I don't need intervening because since I've changed a lot in my life over the past two years and moving stress out moving people out cutting contact and whatnot I found that I'm able to try different stuff to start different meal plans find different recipe books because another thing as well you've got with is people finding something to eat and doing that step by step and for some people they only got so many spoons in a day yeah so having to cook a meal at the end of the day is a lot of hard work for some people because they just haven't got that spoon left and then that can be another trigger for eating disorder because you just haven't got the spoons for it just to make a nice meal yeah so we try to find other ways of it so like microwave veg if you aren't able to steam it or anything like that some people go for microwave meals some people go for canned foods it's whatever is easiest to that person and to make sure that they do get some food yeah and you know when you were saying before about allergies and things like that so with aphids obviously like we've heard it from people who are autistic people with additional needs but can you said it is an eating disorder so for example if you know my son has got this thing where he's more liable to choke on certain things you know with his adenoids and that but he's not got any diagnosis and I don't think you know he's not neurodiverse so 
could someone like that just just for example they feel someone like my son who had this thing with choking could that then become aphids it can be anyone can have this anyone it is most common with autism adhd anxiety disorder ocd sensory processing disorder along with grd but anyone can have this disorder especially if you've got allergies if you choke but another thing is have have a word with your dentist about tongue tie tongue tie can cause a lot of problems for eating yeah okay so with the tongue tie because i see something was it you that posted about being yes tongue-tied, i did even in adult times so tell us a little bit yeah. about that so i was looking at it because i've got a little bit under my tongue and when I was doing a bit of research a lot of people haven't got that underneath their tongue so with mine I can only go a certain amount in my mouth so I'm not full-on tongue time this is more like it's not severe I can do stuff from talk and whatnot but it it can affect my eating where I struggle to chew foods properly push them around my mouth properly even drink and I end up choking on my drink so many times but also hypermobility can affect someone eating as well especially if you have got tmj in the jaw so that basically means loose ligaments and tendons the jaw may slip forward and it may dislocate major cause pain so there are other reasons to why someone could struggle eating and why they may develop a disorder because they're just not able to eat the way they need to yeah i was gonna say is there any way that you encourage yourself to try new foods and do you ever think uh, that maybe there's foods out there that I'm missing out on or are you just very content in you know your library of foods that you have? I'm content in the library of food that I have because I have got quite a good diet but I also like before I've never tried an Indian and only about three years ago my husband turned to me and said oh um do you want to try an Indian? I was like, well, okay, I'll try it. So it, it took a while, but I found a rice that I like. I found a curry that I like. And obviously they got chips and whatnot. So even if I didn't like it, I still had the chips. When trying new foods, it is trial and error. And it all depends on how you go about it. Like with Little Miss, I'll leave like a section on my plate that is, I'll put little tiny bits on. And if she wants to try it, she can. Or I will get a separate plate for it and put some of my food onto her plate. But it does not go on her main plate because that's her main food. Um, That's the way that I do it with Little Miss. And there's no pressure. If she tries it, she tries it. If she doesn't, that's not a problem. Yeah. And how about other people's perceptions? You know, like, does your husband ever be like, oh, just try it? Like, or, you know, if, were, mm-hmm. you know, anybody around you ever a bit like, oh, come on, like, oh, just try it. You like it and sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes I... people can be pushy. Like, even if you're on, if you're dieting and you're like, oh, I don't know, there's biscuits in the staff room or something. Oh, I have a biscuit. Everyone's having that's, one. That, that, like, no. I'm, the, I'm the person who does that. Too. You're the food pusher. You're the food pusher, Christelle. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Growing up, I had a mother who always commented on how skinny I was, same as my granddad. They always commented on how skinny I was, but I was a very active child. I did street dance, I did football, I did rugby, I was always out playing, I was always climbing. That really put me off food as well, is because they were shaming me for the way my body was. Like, I I would only eat the amount that I could handle. So, like, back then I didn't understand it, but now being diagnosed, I understand that. I'm only full for a certain amount of time. 
and like I can have one meal a day and I can be full and being ADHD you forget to eat you forget to take breaks and whatnot so growing up I had family really really judgy and I even had my mother turn around to me and say numerous of times I will take you to hospital and they can feed you so this would all create some sort of anxiety wouldn't it you know with your food because obviously this this is sort of like you know what goes on I see some a really interesting post actually a while ago um in terms of eating disorder and it's kind of these like throwaway comments that people make um you know when you're a child and it's just like actually they're so damaging and it is kind of like body shaming like oh like you're, you're, you've shot up and you look lovely and skinny and you've lost that puppy fat I remember like people yeah. saying things like that do you know what I mean and it's like you know for even for a young child that's kind of I remember start thinking about things like that thinking oh god yeah psychologically and, it does affect you doesn't it because you're yeah. putting this pretense in people's mind all the time oh skinny is good skinny is yeah. what you're aiming for here and actually it's so damaging even though you know so I'm always really trying to be careful with my words and how I speak in front of my my children in terms of like you know you want to be healthy and I'm I'm hoping that that sort of thing you know I see like a really uh, strange post the other day as well and it was kind of like sort of like pin-up icons for for teenage girls throughout the decades and it got to like I don't know how you old are Terry sorry but for Christelle like our age it's kind of like it was Kate Moss and it was this painfully skinny image of Kate Moss and you had yeah. like Marilyn Monroe and all of those and then you got like to like the 90s and early noughties and it was Kate Moss and yeah. it was just so, so slim like skinny and slim and then you just think wow and it was kind of the era wasn't it when everybody was like on Heat magazine and things like that like oh shaming people on the beach if they had their stomachs slightly on show and things like that and it's just just so so damaging isn't it it is. You've also got the problem in schools now with children. I had a problem with one of my cousins where they go on and on about healthy eating. And he turned around to someone and said that they were very fat. So you've got to be very careful about what school are saying to children and how they are portraying eating as well. Because that's another issue you've got as well is how it's being handled in schools as well. You can you may be doing it the correct way at home and whatnot, but you don't know what's being going on in school. Yeah. And also with ADHD, you were diagnosed with ADHD. ADHD yeah. and eating disorders can sometimes be quite closely linked, can't they? Yeah. Like it they is can. is a thing that, you know, people with ADHD eating disorders can can come through from that. And and why is that? Basically don't feel hunger like other people. Like from my experience, I don't feel hunger like other people. I'm I'm not a foodie. I know that food's there for energy and for my body, but I'm not a big foodie. So uh, I forget to eat. Like I forget what ingredients are in my fridge. Sometimes I forget what meals I can cook. So I, I don't make a big meal for myself then. I just make a small minimum meal. It's also the spoons as well. You've got so many spoons during the day. And if you used all of them up, you What's don't really want to cook. the spoons that you're saying? It's I remember you did say this before, didn't you? Yeah. So you've got a certain amount of spoons a day. So say you had 12 spoons. Well, you've got to think. You get out of bed. You've got to do shower, dress, school, whatever. Each spoon represents a task that you've got to do in that day. And each time you do a task, that spoon gets taken away. So it's basically your energy levels. You've got to be mindful of what you 
can do during that day and use your energy wisely. I just want to touch on ADHD again, if that's okay, because yeah. I don't know if you guys watch Love Island, do you? I watch Love Island. Um, young man in there, Jax, his family recently told people on social media that he has ADHD. And obviously he done a few things wrong inside the villa and whatnot. But when I read the comments, I can't believe how heartless people were. So what? people were saying things like, oh, so what, if you have ADHD, does that give you license to be like a horrible person? But obviously that's not the language they were using. <laughs> yeah, they were saying like, you know, the kind of things like that. So I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, when you hear things like that, you know, like say you're, you've got a diagnosis, whether it's AFID or whether it's ADHD and people kind of make them kind of throwaway comments. Can you just kind of say, how does it make you feel? Upset because they're not really getting to understand. Mm. It's the same. It's like when in kids, when they have a meltdown, people don't take the time to understand a meltdown. Yeah. And for some ADHD people, they're with the emotions they could be so explosive because we can feel a lot and we just struggle to channel that so it comes outward sometimes and it comes to a point where we have no control over it same as a meltdown it it's it it's similar to that where it it's just so spontaneous and it just comes out Mm. and then we don't have time to think about it until it's been done and that's when rsd and stuff like that sets in um so I think it's very it can be very upsetting to a lot of people and a lot of people are trying to change the way that people view ADHD especially with women because right now you've got these trends on TikTok social media and whatnot but and a lot of people say not as trendy as quirky as this is not I'm sorry but ADHD affects you so much in your life that people just haven't taken the time to understand yeah and I think the reason yeah, the reason I want to talk to you that is just because I feel like people don't realise how badly it affects people. Because people were saying, oh, okay, then let's take out the special needs card. And I just thought this is um, people that basically do not understand at all the impact of the words they are saying. And that's yeah. why I wanted to kind of you just to explain so that for people that are listening that they can kind of get a glimpse of what it is yeah. like when you do hear stuff like that yeah oh thank you so much Tammy for coming on talking to us about Arthur's it's been absolutely fascinating oh so I got we um I've been given recommendations for you for books okay, okay. yes got... you did say you wanted yes hold on yeah let's do, let's do I'm gonna do this as a different section so let's do <laughs> about Tammy's top picks in what type of books are they good reads <laughs> <laughs> definitely going over that with my own sound effect definitely um so i've got one from the charity that i volunteer for advocate angels they've Mm -hmm. talked with a woman who works in cams um as someone who helps with eating disorder and they've recommended survive fbt these are on amazon and skill-based caring for a loved one with eating disorder and i've also been given one from spectropolis pay it forward absolutely amazing page um they've they do ones for autistic children they mainly focus on autistic children they got a variety of resources on there and they've they've even got a few about eating disorders you can get a free one on amazon k 
Kindle saying, listen to my body. This can actually help with anxiety. It's not mainly about food disorder, but it can help with any anxiety that they may feel. Um, you've also got My Food Fear and ARFID. Sorry, my speech won't come out. <laughs> um, self-help program. And this is for kids to read. Um, you can get that on Kindle edition as well if the kids prefer to read it on Kindle, but they're actually pretty good. And there is another yeah. link which I can send you, which is supporting autistic people with eating disorders. Oh, that's wow. fantastic. Yeah, thank you, so Terry. That, that was Tammy's top 10. What did you do properly? <laughs> we'll put those if you send us those links Tammy we will put those yep. in the um, episode link and then people can find those reads over there it's really helpful thank you thank so you. much Tammy no problem you must come back very very soon and um, let me know which topic next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna have when, to call, call, we have to bring her back to do Tammy's you know next top 10 Tammy's, or Tammy's top tips Tammy's top yes tips. Tammy's top tips that's what this section is going to be called TTT <laughs> yeah triple t tammy where can we find you on instagram and social media that would be adhd mum and little miss autistic on instagram i've also got the adhd Cutch page on facebook where i share different pages different resources and they are reliable pages that have got good information and resources and that's my main pages really brilliant Yay. thanks so much tammy Thank and you. we'll speak to you again very soon thank you Adios. That was Tammy from ADHD Mum and Little Miss Autistic. That was so interesting, wasn't it, Chris? It was, because obviously last time we done it, it was a mum telling us about her child yeah. with Arfids. So it was nice to hear also from someone who actually you know, goes through it day in and day out. And Tammy came prepared. I mean, she came with Tammy's top 10. Was it 10? Top tips. <laughs> Don't add another T. I can't be dealing with the quadruple T. Yeah, it was Tammy's top tips, which I loved, which is yes. very helpful for everybody. Definitely, we'll post that up on our um, Instagram and on the bio of this episode. You can check out any of those reads there if you are concerned um, or, hey, you know, having those worries that your child may have afids or, you know, some food aversions, then, yeah, definitely she's gave us some really good links there to books and reads and, you know, websites to have a little check out on loads of information. Yes. She prepared, unlike you, Christelle. She did. <laughs> and if you find any of those links and books at all helpful please do let us know so we can put our uh, put up our top 10 whatever <laughs> yes yes that's it so that's us back and running we apologize for the brief don't apologize radio don't apologize you wasn't you wasn't well but I should have come you know me I'm a trooper you know these things bother me so I don't like to miss well welcome back Michelle it's nice to see you your gorgeous self oh thanks Chris it's the colour back in my cheeks because I went out in the garden yeah because the sun you've got a bit of sunlight on those cheeks did you <laughs> that was a rough month i tell you but oh. yeah we're back hopefully that's it now plain sailing we're back talking back about the weather <laughs> weather and autism and all things additional needs coming right yes. at you